Welcome to my canning cellar, episode 25, the final episode of season one. Fails, lessons learned, and goals. I told one of my daughters that I was trying to come up with an extra special item to can for this season finale, and she just suggested I talk about my failures. It's not that she doesn't have faith in me, it's just that she happened to be here when this happened. I'd gone down to the canning cellar, and it's an actual 1700s dirt floor stonewall cellar, and I went to get her my last two jars of macaroni and cheese, regular, not spicy, as her girls don't do spicy. One of the jars had lost its seal, and this jar I had done back in March 2021. There was mold inside, so it got tossed. The food got tossed, not the jar. I did toss the lid, though, just as a precaution so I don't mix it up and try to reuse it. Sure, I reuse lids, but not on a batch as a whole. I will reuse one or two of them per batch, depending on what I'm making, and that way if the seal fails, I'll just put it in the fridge to use up ASAP. Because of this old cellar, which stays wonderfully cool throughout the summer and maintains an average of maybe 60 degrees throughout the winter, I've learned that I need to wash the outside of my jars more carefully after they have been processed and after they've been set undisturbed for at least 24 hours. I have found mold on the outside of some sealed jars because despite me wiping them down prior to taking them downstairs, I obviously didn't do a good enough job. So now I actually wash every jar with hot soapy water rinse them very well, and then I put them downstairs for storage. I don't store my jars with the rings on. I just need to be sure that the rings do not keep a lid on, making me think the jar is sealed. Plus, I've had rings that were quite hard to remove after they've been on the jars for a while. I wash the rings after I remove them, and I keep them in a covered clear tote in my barn walkway that is just off my kitchen, so it's easy access. Rings that are rusty or deformed in any way get recycled. Although... Last winter before Christmas, I spray-painted some older rings, tied them together in a Christmas tree shape using ribbon, and I hung it up in the pony or half-wall opening between the kitchen and the dining room. Occasionally, I go down to the cellar and I test the seals on each jar to make sure none have popped up, but obviously, again, I missed that one little jar of mac and cheese. Another fail was my canned rice pudding that I made using Splenda instead of sugar. I tried it and I thought the taste was off, maybe because of the substitute sweetener, so I gave it all to the chickens. But to be totally transparent, I wasn't feeling well that day, so who knows. Once I tasted it and felt the taste was off, I knew I would never go back for another jar. I didn't really have too many failures, but I do have some siphoning messes. So that's part of my process to figure out exactly how to make it work for me. I feel lucky that in the last year, I only had two jars break during canning. I don't know why they broke, but they could have been knocked together during storage or during canning. But they were in different batches, so at least that was one saving grace. It was a lot less mess and a lot less upset to me for having things that I worked so hard on just be destroyed. As far as jars and lids, I have used Bar, Kerr, and Golden Harvest, all with equal success and failure, depending how I look at it. Now, Newell Corporation makes all three brands. It's just that Golden Harvest is their cheaper version. One thing I learned after all these years is that we did not raise jelly lovers. And in turn, our kids are not raising jelly lovers either. Well, to be precise, they're not veering off of their favorite grape jelly, which I make out of bottled grape juice. 
My mother-in-law is always open to trying my jellies, which is good, because the grands won't eat the monkey butter, the root beer jelly, the carrot cake jam, the dandelion jelly, the kind of liquidy peach jelly sauce, or even the apple scrap jelly, which despite being a really cute light pink color, does not tempt them to do more than take the tiniest of taste when I beg them to. My neighbors gave us a large bag of frozen strawberries, so that will be my next jam project. I myself don't like strawberries, but I'll send some up to the neighbors, and then I'll send some down to my mother-in-law, and again, use my Grammy eyes to try to get the grandkids to try it. I have a few goals that I want to reach for my next season of my canning cellar. The first one being less mess and more advanced organization. Because my kitchen is a tiny, narrow galley style, it doesn't lend itself to great convenience. So I need to be more mindful of the equipment I need and the food items I need, and be sure I'm not wasting time and space by not being prepared ahead of time. I also need to be sure that all previously used dishes are washed and put away before starting my canning prep, as I only have the tiny kitchen counter with one end for a dish trainer, and I have no dishwasher, so everything's hand-washed, and the other end of the counter likes to collect stuff. Some of the foods I hadn't known that could be canned include macaroni and cheese, the dandelion jelly, and also milk. And not everything aligns up for me the way the recipes say. For instance, I have to put less macaroni in the jars, as I had said before, just to avoid a very messy siphoning. And also, despite others gushing over how great the home canned milk tastes, my husband says it tastes like evaporated milk. So while he will use it if he has to in his coffee, he's not going to be guzzling down a glass of it. And by the way, as a reminder, I used 2% milk that was given to us in abundance. And the 2% milk is supposed to taste like whole milk. Milk is not something I will purchase just a can. But I'll do it again should we be gifted more. Or I guess if some store has an amazing sale. But that's not likely to happen. I added up my canning from January 1st, 2020 through June 30th, 2021, not counting some jellies from early 2020 that I hadn't kept track of. My totals are 444 pints, 219 quarts, 41 8-ounce jelly jars, 51 4-ounce jars, and 17 half pints for a total of 772 jars. So far this summer, from July 1st, 2021, to this recording, I have done 27 quarter pints, 25 half pints, 28 pints, 7 quarts, 1 12 ounce jar, and 1 jar that had previously held store-bought jelly. That was one of my experiments that I had researched online, reusing a store jar that had the cover with the lug or the button in the middle of the cover. I had read that those are best for water bath, so I used it on my relish. Right now, I have two pints of turkey meat and five pints of turkey broth in the canner, and I have probably five more pints worth of broth for my next batch, as I had to hoe out a freezer, and so I did a turkey dinner a few nights ago. I should be saving time by using my large stovetop pressure canner, but I didn't want to heat up the house, so two batches in the digital it'll be. Remember, I'm a fairly new canner, and I'm just looking to share how I can, not tell you how to can. And thanks to the pandemic, I have time to learn and do a lot, plus start this podcast. I research a lot, and there's so much I still don't know, and there's so much I still won't do, 
because I have to do what feels safe to me. So thank you so very much for visiting my canning cellar during Season 1. I will be back very shortly with Season 2. Talk soon. Stay safe.